All right, we clicked record and. Josh, I do gotta say, I think that burp uh, accentuated the song in such a beautiful way that I, I don't know. I was gonna say, just don't say anything, and it's a little Easter egg for the listeners <laughs> in just, case they noticed. <laughs> if they did notice, I can guarantee I see Walters right now hitting back <laughs> twice or three times oh, yeah. uh, to see if he can uh, if he can find that <laughs> hidden burp Easter egg for the fans, as it were. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of the lovely hostesses. Garlic Johnson. I am joined by our other lovely hostesses, Joshua Mitchell. Joshua, say hi to the folks. Hi, folks. Yeah. All right. So we have, um, I forget. Oh, we have an email, um, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash hoodpod. Um, feel free to reach out to us on either of those places. I do want to note that I'm, I forgot until just the second that Brian did write to us. I'm going to pull that up while, while I speak. Um, but we also have the segment start times down in the description below. So if you want to skip around, feel free to look for those time markers and uh, skip around to the segments you want to listen to. We did actually get an email. I don't know if you uh, saw that. I did not see we got an email. We have an email and a Facebook message. We got an email from the alex williams we've made I, it uh, oh, okay josh clearly i'm about to we're gonna need to take a break here while i change my pants and uh get rid of this load that's brewing up but i do have to say thank you to levi Oki before we get too far uh he is in charge of drawing things and he gave us that beautiful illustration that everyone's currently looking at on their do you think he drew his device. own art degree did he draw his own art degree um uh, I don't. I mean, probably. I mean, you have an art degree. Did you draw yours? No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. Um, but yeah. So Alex's message. Now that we're back on track. Yeah. Hello, longtime listener, first time emailer. Walters has his own recording studio now. Just thought I'd correct you. Sincerely, Alex of the Funny Pod. That's all he said. But wow. he just wanted to correct That's, us, so I, I'm happy we have fans out there fact-checking, check, check, checking. I mean, for what it's worth, that is correct. I uh, I do know that Walters has set up his own studio, um, so you know, good for him. Should we Hiroshima it? I don't know. I'm more of a Nagasaki kind of guy. All right. Um, but so anyways, back to the more important thing. Brian Knupp's message, right? He said, just listen to week two. You guys are way better than last year. <gasps> That's it. That's all it said. Those two sentences. Well, hang on. Those two sentences and Alex's three broken sentences, that is five sentences more than last year. That's, uh, I mean, if you're not counting Eric's or Walter's uh, we contributing never count to Walters. Facebook, yeah, then yeah. That's uh, Brian did. I will note that Brian was the first person to ever email us. That's true, because he said Wait, you swear too much. He he mentioned that the very first thing last year. Uh, didn't get him back to message us since, but uh, we got well. We got him back now. I'm saying not not in between, but all right. How, how you doing today, Josh? Good, good. Covered in man glitter, sawdust. For those of you who aren't aware. How are you, Gar? I feel like this segment's running on a little bit, so we should probably hasten because this uh, schedule is at least 12 pages long, give it's or take 12. two pages? Oh, numbers. Well, Josh, I'm doing good. I'm really glad you asked, but I mean, it's, we have an important subject to cover here before we get into the hot takes. And uh, Oh, I, I mean, I figured we were going to spend 98% of the uh, podcast on this next su- subject and then just 2% of the rest. Oh, okay. So we're talking about the same thing then? The yeah, pop, the zeros. The, the zero, 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 zero. Um, so, Josh, we, we've, we've, we've discussed this a few times on the pod. We have won the podcast war, right? Um, another podcast entered the chat with 
you know, I did give them credit on a very funny segment. They have, again, potentially the funniest segment in all of podcast history. Uh, I don't I don't think you haven't listened to Alex's pod, have you? No. And you didn't listen to Walter's first episode either, did you? Never. Right. So you're, you're a man that can't be bothered. So let me just vouch for them and saying they're doing all right. I mean, most of the time, Josh, I think you and I would, would confidently call ourselves incompetent when it comes to podcasting, correct? Oh, absolutely. But I need an adult to get me ready in the morning. I also feel very confident saying that we are by far and large the greatest podcast to ever exist. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. I check the top 100 on I Love Radio all the time. And we're number one? Uh, no, we are unranked, but that's just because everybody else needs to have a fair shot. Right. We're, we are literally off the charts. Some off the charts. <laughs> some would say. So, Josh, I know you're probably sick of the segment already, but there's one more thing I want to address with you. So when when, when two people divorce, well, I mean, what do you think is, is a fair thing to do with their kids? Like, what do you do with the kids in a divorce? Well, I'd treat them like a wishbone, grab one arm and pull, and whoever gets the most wins. You know, that, that, is a, that is a fair thing to do. Um, so I, I was listening. So I, Alex came out with another podcast. Um, I listened to it just today. On the well, way hang here. on, hang on, hang on. Let's be real here. Alex has the original podcast. Walters came out with a new one. Well, so that's what I wanted to discuss with you. So you do think that even though Walters had, quote unquote, retired and Walters was continuing on, even though he rebranded, Alex still contains all the um, intellectual property of the victorious pod. I believe since it was, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure, sure. I will get corrected, sure, but I sure. believe it was Alex's idea to start the podcast. I don't know. With It might have been a joint thing, but it was always done in Alex's basement on his counter in a sh- with crappy sound quality. <laughs> um, Walter Unless just Pat kinda, was there, Walter's just Well, yeah, of course. Walter's just kind of mixed things and gotten into it. So I would say that, yeah, Alex can take the Victoria's Secret podcast on. Okay, okay. Because, well, to, to stir up drama amongst the other podcast war participants, I heard Alex play the business segment at the beginning of his, his most recent pod, and I, to me, that I thought that was a, a, a shot fired, um, considering Walters was literally the one who put that business segment together. So, you know, I, I was curious on how you felt about that. Well, you know what they say, Albert Einstein stole all his ideas. Maybe it wasn't Albert Einstein, but, you know, some, some famous guy did. Yeah. I don't know. Boom it! And that's all we have to say about that. All right, Josh, you want to move on? Absolutely. Hot stop, takes. Stop talking about peasants. Hot takes. Segment start time is definitely not going to be uh, 7.45. Well, it's only 6.13 p.m., but... Are you going to do that joke literally every week forever? Every week forever. Okay. So last week the scripts were flipped. I did not have a pot. I did not have a hot take written into the show notes, and Josh did. So this week I'm going to go first, and I don't know what Josh has got, but me after I caught glimpses of that Thursday night game, it was um, uh, Carolina, and I don't even remember who the fuck they played. Doesn't matter. Tampa Cam- Bay. Sure. Cam Newton looked terrible, and not just terrible, but terrible, like a Charles Barkley T R B L terrible. So. With that in mind, he does not look like a healthy man. He doesn't look, look like a man who enjoys himself. I got to see him pulling a luck and uh, retiring soon. I, that, that, that's my hot take. Cam Newton retires definitely by season end, if not within the next couple weeks. That is a hot, spicy take. Mine is taking your take because I, I actually, while it might suck, you know, he's taken a lot of shots. He definitely looked off. He just had his shoulder surgery, so who knows what's going on, if he's still recovering. Um, I said that I agreed with your hot take, but I'm going to step it up maybe five steps, and I'm going to say he's going to retire while wearing normal clothing. What? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Cam Newton's wardrobe, but it literally looks like he walks into a thrift shop, throws like darts at random things, and then puts it on. Uh? Not a big surprise. I don't know why you put that button. So what do you, what would you define as normal then? So just so we understand the threshold of your hot take, what is normal and what is not normal? Like honestly, Wranglers in a white t-shirt. Would a suit be normal? Yeah, probably. Okay. And wh- but wh- the grand, the grandma jacket and the scarf that he wears around his head? No. <laughs> and it's not a job. I know that. It's, it's literally wish. his grandma's scarf stolen off of her dead body 
probably dug it up the night before and put it on. This got this got dark. Really yeah, it quick. did. Um, <laughs> okay, those those were hot takes. Uh, all right, Josh. NFL news. What do you got at ten um, oh five? Um, well, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it this week because I saw that you started it off by putting oofta for number of injuries. <laughs> well, yeah, that's correct. Um, the other things that, ooh, my headphones weren't even in all the way. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing besides the injury to Breeze, Big Ben, um, Hall of Famer Trevor Simeon and Kirk Cousins contract negotiations in 2021, um, the other big injury or news of this week is probably going to be eli getting benched for daniel jones that's a big one that's uh it happened once but with geno smith um so his his consecutive game streak ended but uh i mean eli's just not getting it done i I totally understand the move i love eli i was hoping he could get one more bowl in him but looks like the road's over unless he do you think eli signs anywhere else no he they asked if he'd waive his no trade clause and he said no so I would hmm. think that he wants to retire a giant. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely on the, he's on that down slope. He's, he's double black diamond <laughs> right now. I so. mean, even with two Super Bowl victories, I don't know that he was ever near That's a peak, true. but. Well, you know, you got to breathe through your nose to hit a peak, I think. So maybe as a man, he just started super uphill. And so he was always falling with style, but sometimes he would plateau for a bit. So he'd look like he's doing good, but then just, you know, continue, yeah. continue downwards absolutely all right i think that's all i got for news do you have anything else no i mean no not currently there's a bunch of people not practicing and we've already talked about a bunch of injuries but we won't know until sunday so right all right josh week two homer results and uh you know i lost um aka the vikings lost so i'm going to take the opportunity to go first um because you has a bunch of losers in Minnesota. that's exactly right um so originally when I saw so all I did was copy and paste our show agenda and the, the originally the only bullet point I put in under the Vikings game was uh, we actually took the week off uh, just like you know Germany in 1939 through 1944 or whatever the whole country was on vacation everyone was gone there was nothing to see nothing to do um, that that's how I wish the Vikings were last week but obviously we did not get it done we went down 21 nothing in the first quarter no and- no no they didn't score the 21 until one minute into the second quarter. Go tuck yourself in, Josh. Okay, so we went down 21 nothing in the first 16 minutes of the game. Is that is that better for you? Much better. Cotton? I just don't want to get an email correcting everything. What? Okay. I Alex Williams has definitely not listened this far into the show. Oh, you're right. Although... I didn't mention this earlier. He did feature like a five-minute segment of you and I, like of our podcast on his podcast. If you want any more proof that we've won the podcast war, he's putting us into his podcast just to make his podcast better. Damn. Just saying. I mean, you wouldn't know that because you're not a listener. But anyways, Alex Williams won't know this because he hasn't listened this far anyways. Anyways, back to the Vikings. So um, some notes you wrote. Dalvin Cook still look good. I agree. If that man stays healthy, RB1, I'm still saying it um Diggs was all but absent after memeing his shoes like a goober i mean he wasn't all but absent he caught a touchdown caught two touchdowns depending on who you ask um and then Thielen got a 500 dollars scholarship thank you josh those very beneficial notes um so i mean i wrote down a couple notes i wanted to keep them out of the sheet just so i couldn't get josh's commentary all over him but how fitting we lose due to questionable calls um last year we a lot of people would argue we tied because of that roughing the passer from clay matthews on kirk cousins which i understand um so i mean how, how fitting um I, I i don't know i some of the calls you can argue with that t- that touchdown reversal i i will personally never understand i think i texted as it happened that i was sick to my stomach and i still don't fully get it but nfl is going to do what the nfl is going to do um Everyone also likes to turn on Kirk Cousins at this point in time, and you've definitely poked plenty of jokes already, which, go ahead. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins was never... Kirk Cousins was never going to be elite. I believe that Kirk Cousins... We have seen the ceiling of Kirk Cousins in the NFL already. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Um, we know what he is, and we know what he isn't. And, uh, you know, all, all of the things constant. If Kirk Cousins plays better, we win that game. However... Kirk Cousin constant and other things are better on the Vikings side of the ball, like not going down 21-0 in the first 16 minutes of the game. Um, 
you know, we could also win that game. Kirk Cousins plays worse, and we improve in other sides of the ball. We could still win that game. So to put all the blame onto one player, I'm just sick of it. Um, Kirk Cousins is not a god. He never will be. He's not the most expensive quarterback in the league. We paid him plenty of money. Um, but he's not he's not the sole reason we're losing football games, even though that interception was terrible. Um I don't know. I don't have any other any other thoughts other than that OPI call. I'm not we I'm not gonna say we lost because of that one call that reversed a touchdown, because certainly the game would have been different. The Packers would have been a little more aggressive, maybe they scored more points. I don't know. Um But I I pumped the brakes after week one. But now I guess I have to hit the gas after week two to say that it's not doom and gloom. The season's not over. But, uh, you know, it was not a good showing, certainly, for the the hometown team. Go. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, we we were exchanging text messages throughout that game. Mm -hmm. Um, While T was drinking bleach, I believe. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) it was Sunday. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I, I mean, I agree that I honestly didn't expect that to get overturned. And, and I will agree with you that even now it's a questionable call. And even after the game, when I saw people with blue check marks from referee official Gene Steratore or whatever, and different people like that texting that this is textbook offensive pass interference, I still didn't believe it. Sure. And so I just, I mean, I'm not upset at the call like a Vikings fan might be, but I am upset that it is like, I mean, it's happening all over, you know, questionable calls, Bradley Chubb on the, against the bears, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, even, uh, miles Garrett, um, on Monday night, he had a couple, he had a play where he hit the quarterback as the ball was thrown and he, it looked, they said he landed full body weight, but you could see his arm bracing the impact. That was a call, um, on a third down that would have been a fourth, I believe. So it's just, it's, it's kind of, you know, the refs are taking the game out of a lot of it. Um, I know we exchanged texts about the one play on the sideline where the ref said um, the player was – or it, his mic cut out. And I know I'd seen some comments on it where it was a special teams play on the punt return, and the guy just obliterated the returner on the sideline. And people were – or he threw a flag because it looked like he was out of bounds, but the guy was t- – in the thing, he said he was tiptoeing the sideline. So he's still trying to get yards, which it's a legal hit. Um, and even that, I remember saying, that guy's an idiot. And sure. <laughs> so I don't know. It was just a weird game. Um, so back to the Packers game. Since yeah. they didn't take the week off, they just took three quarters off. Um, <laughs> or at least the offense did. The offense came out swinging, you know, and they stalled after adjustments were made on defense, which, you know, you kind of expect in most games unless you're playing the Dolphins. Um, Jones had a big game. A lot of people said it was his coming out game because he had 150 total yards, 120 rushing, 30-some receiving. Um, Third down conversions, while we did better than Minnesota, um, they were still only 33%, which is, uh, yikes. Um, And then the, the defense... Defense definitely held their own. They're currently second in the NFL for total points allowed, which after two weeks is guaranteed top two for the rest of the season um, with, but with that being said uh gap plays or um the big plays that are you know resulting 40 or more yards something like that those need to be reduced or eliminated even Jair alexander said that if you get rid of those plays um that's a whole different game um same with you know well every game because you're if you give up one to two gap plays in a game it's gonna you know it could make or break the entire thing um all 16 points were the result of plays totaling 45 yards or more, um, which was a total of 181 yards. Um, the remaining plays for Minnesota only totaled 240. So you guys got nearly half of your yards on three plays alone, which, you know, it happens. And, and I'm not saying I'm not taking it away from the team. I'm just saying that if a defense were to um, be able to pull back and stop those plays, then, you know, it would be a better defense a defense i'd be more comfortable calling super elite instead of just elite soups elite safety but yeah so any other games in uh week two well that's a great question josh and i have to write down a, a, another segment start time here we're going to do it the old night oh, hang on um while you're doing that i'm just going to go ahead and say that that last segment um specifically for the minnesota side was brought to you by finnegan's cluster truck cluster truck because that's exactly how they played oof all right. Um, yeah, I mean, other week two watchable moments. Um, that, Chita- that Chicago-Denver game, I am still... I mean, 
<laughs> that's exactly what her notes say. It's just, hmm. Um, you know, I could, I could probably look back and get proven wrong if I were to put research into it, but that's not my not my game. I'm more of a truth in this gut kind of guy. Um, I was certainly disappointed that more like research, analysis, review, whatever, was not put into the um, the very last second of the game. So obviously the receiver went down with one second left on the clock. For anyone who doesn't know, the Bears were trying to get into field goal range. Um, you know, Trubisky threw it right over the middle. Receiver went down with one second left. And then, you know, the, we don't, we've, I've never seen a, a, a video or a picture in picture with the, the game clock and when Trubisky or whoever on the sideline would have been calling a touchdown or timeout. Apparently, um, they said that they want to call, like you can say ahead of time to the refs in those situations, we're calling timeout the second he goes down. And so they, you know, they do that. And so everybody was running down the sideline. I do agree with you. That was very questionable. And you'd think that they'd spend more time doing that side by side like they would everything else they spent more time looking at that offensive pass interference question mark in the minnesota um, green bay game than they did something that decided the entire game um essentially in uh in denver and that was after that bradley chubb questionable call right so i'm just curious is chicago the new nfl favorite the fix is in you're already calling it the fix is in they're trying to make a Disney story out of Mitch Trubitsky and his uh, 33% completion <laughs> percent. He is bad. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Si, senor. So that was an interesting finish. Exciting game, though. Uh, the Sunday night game, Atlanta-Philly, I, I put that in. Uh, I didn't know what else to say other than the game was all right. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, as a football fan, I just enjoyed the game. It was unfortunate that literally every Philadelphia Eagle got hurt that game, but it happens. Right. Um, I put down Cleveland uh, Jets because I watched that game last night, and I don't know. Jet, uh, Browns look sloppy. Jets are on their QB3. Le'Veon Bell almost started taking snaps at QB if uh, the last guy got hurt, but I don't know. Yeah, no, um, Luke Falk, I believe is his name. That is correct. Uh, he was on the practice squad, I believe, last week, and now he is the starter. So, yikes. Um, Eli Manning, a New York team, needs a quarterback. Yeah, he could just switch locker rooms. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, uh, <coughs> yeah, no, the Browns, you said they look sloppy. I would say that I didn't watch that game, but from what I had seen and heard, uh, they they looked undisciplined. I'd say that's fair. And so, uh, but they were playing the Jets, who have a solid defense. Yeah, the Jets have a decent team. Um, yeah, definitely not terrible by any right. means. Right. And so, um, I would say that, yeah, sloppy, undisciplined. I don't want to restart my computer now. Um, and so, yeah, um, just watching it. And so, let's let's move on. The next game I have was Pat's Dolphins. Ha. That was funny. <laughs> That was brutal. That wasn't a game. The only other thing I can note is the Chargers lost. I still have not seen a second of that game other than Phillip Rivers running for like 15 yards, which is hilarious because he doesn't. He's, he's probably rushing. still hooked up to the oxygen tank. <laughs> right. Uh, but I don't know how they lost. I don't know anything about that game, but that makes me sad that the Bolts went uh, lost to the Lions. So. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Week three preview brought to you by. Brought to you by. <laughs> Strawberry Arnold Palmer. You got to get that timing down because I did my radio voice and everything. I wasn't ready. I didn't know you were going to amp me up like that. I thought I was going to amp myself up. And that so was I, your attempt at amping yourself up? No, no, Josh. I All right, to, who do the Vikings play? I'm disgusted by you. Uh, Vikings play the Raiders. Um, Raiders are coming to town. They are a blustering wind. I don't know, other stuff. Who else is looking at it? Sorry, I'm distracted. Well, Aaron is currently also looking at our Google sheet. Go for it, Aaron. Um, sorry, I was distracted by someone else. Anyways, Vikings are playing the Raiders in the bank. Um, the only wrote uh, the only note I wrote down was simple: we better win. Uh, if you want to use the old Raiders uh, motto, just win, baby. Uh, this is a game we should win. You know, Josh, you will be the first person to know. I like the Raiders. I like John Gruden. I hope for their success i want to see them succeed all things said though on paper we are the better team all around i think we have better coaching and better players uh, not to say we couldn't lose we certainly could but this is a game the vikings should win and we better win otherwise there's going to be a lot of a lot of uh uproar in minnesota i think better coaching john yeah. gruden has a super bowl son that's i mean so does mike zimmer 
No, he doesn't. Yeah, it does. Shh. Okay, well, um, not as a head coach, if you want to get all technical with there it. There we go. Mike Zimmer has the Super Bowl rings. Well, no, you have to vacate them when you move to Minnesota. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? And they're not they allowed in the state. Yeah, they're not allowed in the state. Um, no, I think I think your points are very valid. Um, I, Minnesota should win this game. I, I wouldn't say it's as much of a trap game as last year against the Bills because the Bills last year at this time, I think the Vikings were um, 16 or 17. They were double-digit favorites, whereas in this one, I think they're only a touchdown favorite, which yep. is still a large margin in the NFL. Um, I put some things to watch. Um, Cook, the run game. 40 carries for Cook, um, one pass for Cousins, which likely ends in an interception. Um, Obviously. No, I'm just uh, But they're going to feed Cook the ball. Um, and I said if, and, and it's a huge if, the Raiders stop Cook, it could be a close game if they make Cousins play quarterback. Oh, certainly, yeah. So that's those were my two things to watch in that game. Um, Green Bay at home against the Broncos. 0-2 Broncos versus uh, 2-0 Green Bay. Uh, things to watch the O-line versus Von Miller and Bradley Chubb um, to I mean they're supposed to be dominant pass rushers but neither of them have a sack <laughs> and in the 40 plus plays that they've each played I think one has three pressures one has two QB pressures so they're either just not trying or they're playing some elite O-lines um, and they played the Bears last week yeah and and so I saw some today like Von Miller and Bradley Chubb have 40 plus um, plays with only th- two and three pressures. Um, Rashawn Gary for the Packers, the rookie, he has 14 plays and three pressures. So it's like, yikes. Um, but that being said, they're still still pretty dominant. Um, Aaron Aaron Jones and Rodgers need to continue to improve with this new system. Um, I think that they took the foot off the gas um, after going up 21 rip, and then they just never could find that pedal again. Um, and then the defense against a less potent offense in chicago haha uh-huh, just kidding minnesota because minnesota's <laughs> offense is a lot better than chicago um so let's see how they do see if they uh ease up and just kind of play to the talent level of surrounding them or if they um kind of keep their throat on the necks of the opponents yeah we will see um i'm excited for the game i did uh, never mind we'll just get into it in a second uh, other notable games for week three i wrote down baltimore kc just because i'm interested to see kind of how that game plays out uh baltimore a defensive team who has been airing out crazy this year kc offensive powerhouse with you know right defense um i also wrote down atlanta indy again for the same reason of it's only week three in the nfl both these teams you don't really know what you have and so i did call for indy to make the playoffs this year that was my hot take from last week but uh, it's certainly not a sure thing so it's just a game i'm excited to see kind of what each team's got and kind of who shows up to play and that'll set the pace i think for later in the season and then i love the bolts so we got houston going up against the chargers um chargers just lost to the detroit lions and houston barely squeaked a win against the jacksonville jaguars so both teams you think were locked for the playoffs struggled in week two we'll see what happens i agree (laughs) no i I, the baltimore kansas city game i'm really looking forward to um i also kind of want to watch i mean i enjoy the locks upsets which is you know a nice little segue into our next segment but we're not quite there pump the brakes whoa um I'd like watching the teams that we pick in there just to see how they go. So I'm excited for Arizona and Carolina, see if Cam Newton's going to retire mid game. Oh, sure. Yeah, for um, sure. And then uh, just Kyler Murray, who made strides from game week one to week two, see if he keeps making those strides. Um, and then, well, it's football. So yeah, just football. <laughs> just win, baby. All right. So we're going to transition here into the locks and upsets. Then we're going to write down the segment. Start time is 28 55. Um, you know, Josh, we uh, I've still been very surprised by the success we've had so far in the locks and upsets game we're putting on here. We have one, two, three, four, five perfect teams. Still, I know it's only been two weeks, so that's only four picks, but five perfect teams out of uh, possible 14. Um, everyone else has four points except for Eric's, who is sitting down at the bottom with a, with a measly two, has only gotten his two lock picks right so far. Um you know, last week, uh, last week, a big thing that upset a lot of people was the Minnesota Green Bay game. We are, we are homers here. Um, a lot of people picked Minnesota to upset Green Bay, four people, in fact, and that did not happen, so they lost points there. Another popular one was Cincinnati over San Fran. Did not happen. And then uh, Eric's picked New Orleans to upset the Rams, which might have been possible 
um, but not after Breeze going down. So that's that's how week two worked out. Um, I will guess I'll just give credit to T, Jalen, myself, Jordan, and Josh, all five undefeated teams currently, in the, or perfect teams in the locks and upsets board. Uh, uh, this week so far we've got Josh with Philly over Detroit and then Arizona over Carolina. I've got Green Bay over Denver as my lock. I, I like that. And for me that's a win-win because either I get points in the lock and upset board or the Packers lose. So what do you know? Um, and then I also picked Arizona over Carolina for the same reason of Cam Newton could retire. Um uh josh did you not write the other teams and the ones your wives picked or what um she didn't send them to me i'm i i'm (laughs) typing them in as we speak no you're good okay um so eric's has dallas over miami as his lock wow what a what a softball there and then detroit over philly is his upset that's certainly possible uh nikita will come back to walters picked kc over baltimore as his lock we will see but then that motherfucker picked houston to upset the chargers how dare he um Aaron picked Philly over Detroit and then Atlanta over Indy as the upset. Um, Jordan picked Minnesota over Oakland as his lock. And then again, Atlanta over Indy, the same as Aaron. And then finally, all the way at the bottom of the list there, we have Mr. Brian Keenup, Mr. Skybusters himself. He's got New England over the Jets as his lock. Wow, another softball. But then this motherfucker also has Houston over the bolts and i can see that your wife also picked houston over the bolts as her upset pick what the fuck the, the bolts win or lose one game and all of a sudden everyone's giving up on them well i mean i would just say that what know, sorry houston deshaun watson decent offense decent defense um at home in los angeles um because everybody knows the chargers don't have a home field advantage i've listened to those games i've watched those games you could hear the children screaming in the street three blocks away. It's so empty. I'm thinking all they really need, though, is a little Buford T. Justice to get that right. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just throw that in there, and then everyone will shut up. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Got to um, work in these sounders where I can, Josh. But yeah, so she has Houston over the Chargers as her upset, and Seattle over New Orleans as her lock. That's true. Um, so that's what we got. We don't want to spend too much time looking at the board, but it uh, should be an exciting week, and I'm hoping, I don't know, I don't, uh, Green Bay likely won't lose to Denver, but if they do, what a time to be alive. All right, we're moving on to fantasy fun time. Was that, was that a good enough sounder for you, Josh? I'm crying right now. All right, 32-35 is that segment start time. Um, I should probably have this open and ready so we start the fantasy fun time um like we used to start the generalistic fantasy segment with our grain of salt so we're going to be coming at you with here some general fantasy news some general fantasy advice if you even want to call it that but uh you know we got we got to give you a grain of salt let you know how we perform in fantasy football so last week i went six and two this week not so hot i went four and four in my four fantasy football leagues it's also noteworthy that i lost in my three most expensive leagues which is brutal um i'm undefeated in my work league only which that's exciting for me fuck you oh never mind end of the fantasy league of extraordinary gentlemen but the work league's more fun because i get to say fuck you every day at work uh, but overall i am 10 and 6 in my uh eight leagues over over two weeks with a winning percentage of 0.625 i went three and two last week um winning in victoria's secret somehow uh despite being um underdog by more than i think 10 points or so um bunker league that's uh the family league that we're in with nikita and i um thanks to her genius quarterbacking skills we not only have lamar jackson who is the number one in that league just based on the scoring we also have dak prescott who's the number three so ladies um it's not a two qb league but we drafted them i think we drafted dak like at the end of the draft itself so we um we also drafted antonio brown and he's been sitting on our bench so i don't know we're two and oh um i lost in both dynasty leagues because my team hates me um and then i won in the redraft league because yeah, i'm yeah, the best well yeah we know that already <laughs> thanks carl I was on a um but yeah so i'm seven and three overall with a 70 percent winning um 70 percent win ratio brag about it jeez well, you know just kidding um, good, good job buddy top performers of the week i think that as the 
as the weeks go on, I'm going to start doing like a leaderboard to see who's made this list the most, um, just for uh, just for some fun and um, time passing at work because we're between grants and I'm twiddling my thumbs quite a bit. Between um, grants, huh, Josh? Yeah. Okay, well, is it making God, the terrible? Well, yeah, we know. Thanks, that, Carl. That sound that sound clip is invulnerable to everything else that stops all the other sound clips that one will play through every time that's because you gotta speak the truth <laughs> um the but for up. the quarterbacks uh we've got mahomes 31.6 jackson that's lamar 30.9 and then dak 27.7 um this is full point ppr as well delvin cook for running backs at 28.1 yeah okay well, is it making terrible i'm done now but that one was well intentional yep nope um and so aaron jones 25 and then raheem mozart most mostert Mo- mustard uh 24 would Devin cook have been a third twice already i don't know if he was that high in week one i know eckler i think was top um, and then mccaffrey i don't know if dalvin would have snuck in at three I or not i don't know but he might have been um it's very possible because he is the number one running back in a lot of different formats ladies um but yeah so cook and jones playing against each other that's kind of fun um just because they played against their teams uh mostert i put a uh little asterisk next to because he is unowned in our league so fun uh wide receivers uh demarcus robinson who's also unowned household name 35.2 um emmanuel sanders 28.8 and obj 28.1 um tight ends sorry go ahead i'll let you finish mark andrews 25.2 sorry i put all caps so i had to say it that loud kelsey 23.7 and vance mcdonald's 22.8 so i don't know if this is breaking news or not but just very recently on both our phones we got an update that says kyle allen is trending toward being the panther starter on sunday uh as cam newton works to recover so i mean it was trending that way already but it's looked like it's almost official that cam newton will not play on sunday fun or do they play thursday whoever whenever they play no it's uh jags tennessee sorry sunday all right, so <laughs> Don't do you have anything to add to the top performers of the week? I do not. Sounds good. Um, studs and duds. Should we? Uh, you could start with the scoreboard, you cheater. Uh, okay, if we're starting with the scoreboard, I am up top. I got to scroll all the way to the right because this is set up awesome. Uh, yep. Are we just doing the week two scoreboard or the full scoreboard? Eh, week two. Okay, okay. So then I'm going to go back to the other sheet. Um, so week two, I had Hollywood Brown. And uh, he was projected 7.9, got 16.6. That's a positive 8.7 for me. I had Big Ben as my dud, a.k.a. the kiss of death. Um, 18.8 was his projection. Of course, he got hurt early. He only got three points um, in our full PPR passing league. I don't know why I mentioned the PPR part, but I got a total plus 24.5 in my stud dud differential that week. Easily good enough for first place. Yeah, I had Mark Ingram as my stud who got hurt at some point and didn't come back until the end. He got 9.7, which was um, 3.7 points less than his 13.4. Um, Jameis on Thursday night was a dud, um, but not by 15, 16 points. Um, he only scored 13.2, which was 4.9, 4.9 less than his 18.1. I still managed to be positive with a 1.2 difference. Good enough for fourth place. Oh, yeah, uh, for this week. <laughs> uh, next, we got Eric's, uh, the man who really struggled. Or, no, that was Walters who really struggled in week one. Eric's had Michael Gallup as his stud. Projected 10.3, actual 12.8. You know, a little, a little studly in there. He got he got more than he was projected. That's the whole point of the game. He did pick Aaron Jones as his dud, though, thinking that Minnesota defense was going to be good enough to stop him. He was wrong. Uh, he Aaron Jones was projected 14.3 and got a full 25 bomber in our league. Eric's uh, swung to a total of negative 8.2 on the week. He was the only person negative on the week, which obviously makes him last place. Nikita, my lovely wife, always picking those studs that are projected to be near 20 points because she's ballsy. Because why the fuck not? And it paid off because she actually had the highest difference for studs. Um, Lamar Jackson projected 19.6. He put up 30.9 for positive 11.3. Her dud, Antonio Brown, was very close to being a dud. um, But he put up 16.1 instead of 15.3 for a negative 0.8. She came in second this week with a 10.5 differential. Yep, nipping on her heels was Walters. He had Devin Singletary as his stud, just barely a stud, projected 10.9, ended up getting 11.7, so did outscore his projection there. David Johnson was his dud, 
the double down was good enough. Uh, he was projected 17.8, but DJ only ended up getting 8.4 on the day. Overall, um, Walters being positive on both the stud and the dud was good enough for a 10.2 on the week, and that is good enough for third place, a.k.a. middle of the pack. Um, so here, Josh, let's switch the order. You say mine uh, for week three, and then I'll say yours. Unless you're right. prepared. No, I'm, I'm ready. Um, Garlic, your stud for this week. Peyton Barber, 11.5. Um, I think that's a, a solid play. Um, and your dud for this week is Nick Chubb, projected 17.2. Yeah, my, we'll just give a little context. Mine are both matchups. Peyton Barber's playing the Giants. I like his opportunity there. Um, and then Nick Chubb, they're playing the Rams. So I don't see, unless he's catching the ball a lot, I don't see a lot of opportunities for him. Fair enough. So, Josh, you have Tyler Boyd as your stud. He's currently projected 12.8. You have Cam Newton as your dud. And um, as we've kind of instituted this year, if that man doesn't play, you will have to switch that. But as of right yep. now, that's an excellent dud pick. He's projected 17.5. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't play, obviously that's a zero bomber. But even if he does play, I see Cam in, like, the 10 range unless he kind of gets some lucky dump-offs uh, to CMC that takes him to the house. Eric says Derrick Henry has his stud. 12.9 is his projection. Um, I'm not sure who Tennessee plays this week, but it's fair because he's their offense. Um, he also has Adam Thielen as the dud, projected 14.6. Um, I would also say, just based on the last week, um, that's pretty fair since the passing game was non-existent. Um, and so, yeah. Pretty sure Tennessee plays Jacksonville on Thursday night, for what it's worth. Um, Nikita, your lovely wife, as we just mentioned, she has Dak Prescott as the stud, projected 21.7, uh, but they are playing Miami, so Dak has plenty of opportunity here to be quite... That's the first quarter. Right. <laughs> uh, so he has plenty of opportunity to be studly. And then Michael Thomas is the dud, 17.2. Um, you know, I do think Michael Thomas did fine last week, even with Teddy B playing, but we don't know if that was just luck or what the case is. Um, so we'll see how in sync they are this week. But uh, Michael Thomas projected 17.2. We'll see if he's a dud or not. Walters, with the kiss of death, says Chris Godwin's going to be his stud. Um, 13.5 projection. I actually think that's a good pick. I know... Um, at our draft, we both kind of talked because you wanted Cooper Cup, but I got him. And literally one peak, one peak, one pick. Before. And then you took Chris Godwin. Right. And after. if and and those were the two guys I was actually debating on. So we would have, if you would have been before me and gotten Cup, I would have taken Godwin. So um, it worked out last week, especially for you. But um, yep. sidebar done. Um, Walter's dud is Le'Veon Bell, projected eighteen point one. Um, it's a high projection for somebody who is going to be that entire offense under Luke Falk. Um, and so I can see that panning out, but I can also see it going to where he gets the ball 400 times in one week and gets 18.2. Right. Yeah. This was, I will just to, you know, sidebar again or digress again for a second. Le'Veon Bell was almost my dud pick. Um, they're playing new England. New England loves to take away the best player on the other team, make them irrelevant. But again, to your point, Le'Veon Bell, other than Roby Anderson, is really the only thing this team has going for it. So even if he catches, so this is a full PPR league for context. So even if Le'Veon Bell catches the ball 18 times out of the backfield, that's 18 points right there. So I didn't want to pick him for my dud for that reason, but you know, Walters, I feel you, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Overall scoreboard. Scoreboard. Scoreboard right now. Garlic up top. 34.1 Woo! great start to the season i will give you it uh nikita not necessarily nipping at your heels but nikita in second with 9.3 um i am hovering right around zero at 0.5 walter sucks he's at negative 3.2 and eric's probably in latvia behind a couple years so at negative 17.6 <laughs> I don't know how time know. zones work. I, I, I went don't to know. public school. I don't know why that got me, but that is such a cle that is such like a, a United States like superior cliche that everyone yeah. in Canada, oh, yeah. especially Latvia, wouldn't get like right now they'd be getting just like whatever our '90s shit was, like Boys to Men and the, what what are some other '90s things? VHS tapes, the brand and, new boy band, Backstreet Boys. Maybe they'd get like a Bop It game and like the Skip It thing we played with that Sharon. You know he's gonna post a picture of a Furby saying he just bought it, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love you, Eric. We do love you very much. Josh, I was thinking about that. Another digression on Eric. Should I add you as the co-manager on BSB or no? Uh, that's up to you. Would you want to? 
I mean, I'm not going to pay anything. But I'll, I, you could do all of the contribution. I'll just join it so I could chat. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't pay anything, you don't win anything. That's fine. No, that's fine. All right. Well, uh, Eric, you heard it here first. Somehow we <laughs> just switched teams in the Dynasty League and uh, all part we'll of the be, plan. We'll be full strength yet again. Anything else you want to talk about in uh, Fantasy Fun Time, Josh? Oh, well, we got to do our bold predictions. Oh, that's, excuse me. Sorry. I scrolled too far. That is correct. You go first because this is kind of your baby. Well... I don't think Fournette's going to have that good of a week. Sure. And I'm just going to go ahead and say he's not going to hit 10 points in a full PPR st- format. I think that's fair. Uh, Leonard Fournette, was, a lot of people were, were dogging him and saying avoid him. So far, they have been straight correct, dead correct. Gardner Minshew is, I love that man. Like I don't like to get caught up in the popular meme things, but I love Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is the, the only... Second. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> With no first. I Did you know that he got an... Um, he was offered an endorsement deal with a um, porn site? I believe it. Did you see that outfit for the week two game, dude? The week two game. Because well, if you're talking about the uh, the low-cut like silver shirt and the red jacket, that yeah. was from a college bowl game a couple years ago. Oh, well, whatever, dude. That is but a yeah, gr- no, that, great outfit. No, they want just... him to do a exercise video where he does his stretch bands because if you haven't heard he does stretch he stretches in the locker room wearing nothing but a jock strap and sunglasses that is correct and they want him to do an exercise video for a like a porn site this man is going to get sponsored this is going to be the first man ever sponsored by the mythological project sex panther project product seth panther and you know what they say about sex panther josh studies you know 60 percent of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense (laughs) <laughs> absolutely um but no you know you know Fournette's having a down season um or just nobody's feeling him when they're mad they take the ball out of Gardner Minshew's hand they went they ran the ball three times on the goal line and he got stuffed all three times yeah that's uh that's brutal um as far as my fantasy bold prediction I don't really have one so just to be fun I'm gonna say my fantasy bold prediction for the week is that um luke Falk gets injured and so the jets will go through another quarterback this week i know it's not necessarily fantasy um but it kind of is so kind of, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have one ready so that's what i'm going with that's interesting to me all right um you texted me today about redraft week two right down segment time um you texted me about uh texting out the side bets and i said absolutely and then i got i actually got busy at work today and completely forgot um, but last week's side bet winner was Robin, um, and it was the uh, touchdown my pants or something like that. I don't know what the actual like. Thing I mean, was. you can just look. It's right here. It's look at these TDs. Same thing. Uh, she had her team scored seven once again last year. It worked out this way. Um, didn't have a tie, so I didn't have to try and figure out a tiebreaker that made it fair. Um, so she had seven. Um, some of the closer games. Jamie beat T by 3.1, suck it T, uh, and Garrett beat Hammer by 4.7. Willie had the biggest blowout, um, not like a newborn, but uh, Willie had Willie beat Brian by 83.2, which was almost <laughs> more than two teams' total points this week. Yeah, it w- and it was more than Bradley and Andrew. Well, maybe points maybe for the it week. was more than two. It, it yeah. was more than two. Um, so. Yikes. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. We were applauding Brian for having like 157 last week. Well, not so much this week, buddy. Um, you know, I, I do think it's fair to go through all the results. So the ones you didn't mention there, I beat Derek 128.7 to 116.6. Jamie squeaked. Uh, did you mention Jamie? I don't know. I'm going to say it again. Jamie squeaked it away against T with a, with a close a close game there. Uh, one, one you texted me about over the weekend was that Robin pulled a very bold move by keeping the juice jr in her lineup and uh when you said that i pulled it up and nikita was actually projected to lose at that point i was like yikes that's uh if robin wins with the juice jr in her lineup yeah let's uh, let's be honest i was hearing about it we we went to bed that night um and it was about the third or fourth quarter of the philly atlanta game mm-hmm. and she was losing and carson wentz just got hurt and was out and so she she basically shut her phone off, and and I was sitting up for a little bit longer, and I was watching it, and I saw that he went back in, and then um, I forget what point it was, but it was later. She ended up going up by like 0. .5, and I was like, oh, dear Lord, this is going to be close. 
And, uh, but no, she, she pulled it off and she actually beat her by like 15 or something like that. I don't know. Uh, well the final was 108.6 to 96. So beat her by 12. Yep. So, um, so it was still a decent win for her. Yeah. The only part that disappoints me about that is that Robin didn't change her lineup. I mean, the kind of, you, you predicted that she would just be a free win. So we'll see what happens. Disappointing. Certainly. Um, the Josh, you beat Jesse, um, 134 to 86. <laughs> We already talked about Willie um, almost doubling Brian's score, 180 to 90.7. Willie, of course, helped by the New England defense. Um, Nate beat Bradley, 130 to 72. And then Garrett, um, with like this third lowest score of the week, beats Hammer with the second lowest score of the week. So, unfortunate for those two. Um, moving on to week three, I reckon. Uh, what's, the, what's the side bet for this week, Josh? This week's side bet is Immaculate Reception, which is the wide receiver with the most receptions. Whoa! Wide receiver. So not a running back. So if Le'Veon or Christian McCaffrey do get 18 receptions, they're not a wide receiver. So Wait, are you sure they're not a wide receiver? I'm pretty sure. I tried to put them in, in that one position, that WR one, and it didn't work. Um, we did change our format. I know... Last year, we used to do a little bit more breakdown of the previous week. This year, we're changing it up a little bit to do a little bit more of a preview. I think and that's so more I, exciting. I, I did a little bit more of a table on this. And instead of, uh, and I just kind of looked through and I did really quick kind of the, the higher projections and the, the ones that are kind of um, difference makers on the team. And then I put my, uh, my guess as to who will win that game because we did that last year anyways. Um, First matchup, obviously the most important one. Obviously. The co-hosts going against each other. It's also very close projection right now. Um, I'm 2-0, projected 118.5. Gar is 1-1, projected 117.6. My players of note, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, who is the number one tight end right now, uh, and Nick Chubb. Gar's... Zeke, who was a ballsy pick at the time because of the holdout, but worked out for him very well. George Kittle, and then Chris Godwin. Um, if you were to have uh, said something about having Chris Godwin as a player of note before the season started, I probably would have laughed in your face until I died. Um, but he's had a couple good weeks. James Winston doesn't know how to throw the ball to anybody else. And so, yeah, I said we tie. Well, I do have so Josh. I do appreciate this table, um, but to me, I mean, to be most accurate, we can just read most of it off ESPN. The only reason I mention that is because we do have slightly updated projections. You are currently projected nineteen point four, so your projection went up, <gasps> but my projection also went up. Um, I'm now projected one eighteen, so you're still projected to win by a point and a half. But I just just want to let you know um, they have slightly updated. And so they give, looking at the box score on ESPN, they give you kind of the matchups, and they give you the advantage in almost all the matchups, except they give me Zeke over Chubb. You're not going to like this one. They give me Kittle over Mark Andrews. <laughs> and then, obviously, they give me Brett Maher over Kaimi Fairbairn. Obviously. What? The dude with 57 letters in his name, including the apostrophes, because everyone knows apostrophes are letters. Right, Josh, you knew that? yeah i mean i went to school that's a little easter egg for our for our alex william listener that isn't here anymore um but so yeah i i i'm gonna take myself in this match because i feel like you got to be confident i think jimmy g is gonna outscore 17 um <laughs> or no not he's not projected 17 excuse me he's projected 15 i think he'll outscore that i think peyton barber has a a good matchup against the Giants. so i'm gonna take myself here shockingly maybe not but i'm gonna take myself you picked a tie have some balls josh jesus I just don't want to hurt your feelings by saying I'm going to beat you by 40. So, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, so next matchup, I'll lead the way. We have Jamie playing Derek. Jamie projected 18.9. Derek projected 112.2. Uh, Jamie's notable players are, of course, CMC and Mahomes. I've said it two weeks ago, or I said it last week, certainly. Jamie will be in the ship as long as Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey uh, can remain um, gods. And she will be carried by them, plain and simple. Delaney Walker also has been a great pick thus far, despite him being 97,000 years old. 
Uh, Derek has Odell. Um, that's certainly his big name. Also, Tom Brady has been great so far. Um, uh, Tom Brady almost went undrafted, and I know he did go undrafted in plenty of leagues. Um, Derek has the hot pickup of John Ross, so plenty of back and forth there. Jamie currently projected to win by six. I have to take Jamie in this matchup. Uh, the big question mark for me would be how well Cam Newton or Kyle, Kyle Allen can get the ball to CMC. Um, so maybe Derek could sneak a win there if CMC doesn't do well, but otherwise I got to take Jamie here. What about you, Josh? I, I said Jamie as well. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if you're just looking at the overall scoreboard and just the top three projected leaders. Is that what you're looking at right now? No, I'm looking at the box score okay, or like the overview, whatever it's called. All right. Well, I'm looking at this right now and, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking and it looks like, I mean, just overall quarterback solid, Chris McCaffrey solid. Um, I think that she has the advantage in most positions. So um, I'm going Jamie. Suck it, Derek. Um, all right, Josh, you got the next one. Um, yeah, hang on. My computer is letting it load. Oh, um, so the next one on mine is uh, Nikita, my lovely wife, who is 2-0 in second place versus T, who is 0-2, tied for last. Um, just, hey, T, tied for last. Just reminding you in case it's so, but your So, but your wife isn't tied for first? I don't know. And she's, it just says second. I think uh, it goes to whoever T, has the most points. it does 13th, not 14th. Well, you know, he's tied for last. <laughs> okay. Um, Nikita's projected 117.9 to tease 104.4. She has the advantage in um, with Dak Prescott, uh, David Johnson, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, and the Bills defense, if you care. Um, <laughs> T does have Austin Eckler, who is a solid pickup, um, especially since he did draft Melvin Gordon in the first or the second. Um, Tyrell Williams, Jamison Crowder, and Jake Elliott. Um, those are her, his advantages. Um, I got to go with Nikita. That's, I mean... Yeah, she's projected by she's projected to win already by thirteen. Not to be a projection whore, but I mean T's team is just lackluster so far, and uh, I don't see that changing. He's zero two. I see T going zero three as well. All right, so the next matchup here we have the Skybusters playing um, Girls Rule Robin. So jo- uh, not Josh Brian has Deshaun Watson as the QB. Uh, he also has DeAndre Hopkins, so that's his nice little one-two punch there. Man has Antonio Brown, Evan Ingram, T.Y. Hilton, the flex. That's a crazy flex. This is also the guy that didn't take a running back until like the seventh. Um, and the Packers defense, which could be nice for him. Robin does have Todd Gurley and Derrick Henry, a couple workhorse backs there. Um, but she still currently has Geist in her lineup. I don't know if Derek will mention that to her or not, or if she cares or not. But we did get her money, so say what you want. Robin has paid. That's not uh, you can't say that for Bradley, but um, <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> So, I mean, there's no way I give this to anyone but Brian. He's projected by 40, and we don't even know if Robin's going to set her lineup. So, Brian, all day. Brian, that's all I'm going to say. All right, you're next. All right, next matchup. Um, you'd think it'd be a little bit closer because they both set their lineups, but it's not. Um, it's, it's, I guess, well, it's about half the, half the distance. But uh, Bradley projected 112.1 um, against... Um, Jesse's 100.9 sorry I was on the wrong screen um, we've got Jesse with Aaron Rodgers at the advantage Julio Jones and Allen Robinson Brad with the advantage of Leonard Fournette Chris Carson um, Sammy Watkins and Jared Cook and Brad with the bold move of the week of starting Kirk Cousins um, I don't know it's a little bit closer it looks like uh, I'm actually going to go. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Brad. Wow, you're going with Breeze for Dreams instead of uh, still trying, huh? I mean, I understand that pick. Uh, it hasn't been mentioned yet, but Jesse's running back core is brutal. He has Damian Williams and Mark Ingram. Um, both got hurt last week. Damian Williams sharing carries with LaShawn McCoy. Um, I did p- sneak a peek at Jesse's bench. He's got Devin Singletary on the bench. David Njoku is <sighs> in his lineup, and he's hurt as well. So. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give this to Jesse just because we need to have a little controversy here. We can't agree on everything. Fuck you, Brad. I'm going Jesse. Um, his lineup, his projections will go up once he gets a real tight end and maybe puts in Singletary, so I'm going Jesse. Uh, next matchup, we have Mac and Cheese versus Le'Veon Lavida Loca. 
Garrett versus Willie. Um, Willie is projected to win 124.7 to Garrett's 106.3. Garrett has also had a disappointing team thus far. Baker has not lived up to the hype. James Connors rough. Marlon Mack would certainly be his best player, but he's questionable. Didn't practice today. Uh, Robert Woods and Greg Olson are the only two advantages Garrett has. Willie has every other advantage with Le'Veon Bell, Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Kenny Galladay, Aaron Jones, the Patriots defense against the Jets, yikes, and then Robbie Gold. Um, I love Garrett. He's my dynasty co-manager, our co-owner, but there's no way I cannot go with Willie this week. Willie. After putting up 180 last week, yeah, Willie all day. Willie, yep. No, he literally has... It does, he doesn't have a weak spot right now, it looks like. I mean, yeah, his running backs are solid. Russell Wilson, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Willie. That man should roster bait hard. Last matchup, we've got 0-2 Andrew Hammer with a name I still don't understand. She turned me into a Newton. Uh, <laughs> versus Nate, who is 1-1, one one, gold team rules. Like Nate's commitment to gold team rules. <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to this, but I'm going to give no. him props because – Gold Team Rules has been his team name, I think, since the beginning of this league. But well, he was on Doyle Rules for a bit when he had Jack Doyle. But That's right. Same, same concept. Same concept. I I honestly don't think he knows how to change the second half of the team name. So that's why the last <laughs> it's just always rules. rules. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but he's projected to win 114.7 to um, Andrews 107.9. Um, Nate has the advantage in most positions. Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Zach Ertz, Browns defense, and Jason Myers. Um, Hammer does have Amari Cooper, Brand Cooks, and Jarvis Landry. So Hammer's wide receivers are um, pretty solid. Um, but I do like um nate's overall team more lamar jackson is uh, making a point for mvp at this point even though it is early in the season um <laughs> it's been two games whoa it's like it's been two games people project the mvp after the super bowl so <laughs> i'm guess. just gonna go ahead and say lamar jackson's had a solid um solid year so far saquon is you know i guess he's decent um joe mixon he was hurt last week so he got limited snaps um tyler boyd is his, one of his his number one wide receiver i know we made fun of it for him having that as his number one but he's balled out you know he's ranked the same as amari cooper as far as um position ranks um so i'm gonna go ahead and give nate the advantage here yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna play the music because i wanted to incorporate this into the show but also because i need a second to think um and that's louder than i thought it'd be so we'll go ahead and tone that down just a bit Shout out to any um, old who wants to be a millionaire fans out there. But I like Josh Allen. Um, I don't think he's going to outperform Lamar Jackson by any means, but I like Josh Allen. Alvin Kamara will likely outperform Saquon Barkley only because Teddy Bridgewater will be relying on that man a lot. Chris Thompson as a starting running back, even in a full PPR league, that's brutal. But I also do not think Joe Mixon is going to live up to his projection this week against the Bills. Amari Cooper, Tyler Boyd. Brandon Cooks, I don't like. Corey Davis, I like even less. Zach Ertz and Darren Waller. I'm a big Darren Waller fan. Though Zach Ertz gets more volume. I hate Jarvis Landry and I hate Kenyon Drake. The Ravens D against KC. That should not be in your lineup, Hammer. Browns D against the Rams. All should not be in your lineup, Nate. Will Lutz versus Jason Wires. Now that's that's the real tough one. to go nate I, I can't hammer i looked for, i looked for every excuse i could to pick your team and i just couldn't so i got i gotta go nate here <sighs> any other thoughts you have on week three josh, oh josh i think last year we did i can't remember what we did i think we did a little something for our matchup though um do you want to do anything for our matchup and an extra fun side bet or something no. i don't know no I'm, I'm pretty happy with it i don't feel like stealing your money this year Oh, is that the case? Oh, all right. Lottie freaking da. Oh, I didn't write down the segment start time for... Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, anyways. It's 7.08 right now. That joke is wearing thin, Josh. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and reach the outro of our show. Um, Josh, do you have any, any final thoughts just on the upcoming NFL week? Nope. Really? Really? No thoughts at all? Mm, go Pack Go! 
<laughs> go pack go indeed we will see whether or not the vikings can skull all the way home i would like to thank um thank you for having me josh i appreciate you welcoming me into your home uh, i'd like to thank nikita uh mr wyan <laughs> ralters mr eric kesteris mr eric landvik if you still listen uh jamie hammer you're lovely levi oki zatch wells brian knup uh he's been emailing us um you know, we appreciate you guys all for listening. Alex Williams, I do not think you've listened this far into the show. But if you did, say what's up and say what's up to uh, to uh, Mr. Styles and 2000 himself. Say hi. Um, you guys are the inferior pod, but I wish you good luck. And I'm thinking about sponsoring a segment of your guys' if you'll allow me. So we'll, we'll, we'll work that out off the air. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. And uh, goodbye, everybody. Yay! Like a, a small response machine right now. Hey.